0: Welcome to Learning to Glow, a show about wellness, skin health, and self-development. I'm your host, Jess. I'm a mom, entrepreneur, and skincare expert. I'm so excited to share tips on how to achieve healthy skin and bring amazing guests in the field of health, fitness, aging gracefully, and personal growth. Let's explore all different ways we can take care of ourselves as women, both inside and out, to truly shine. So let's get glowing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learning to Glow podcast. If this is your first time with us, thank you for being here. So glad you're here. Today, we have an amazing episode with Jen Hershey. Jen is a mom therapist and CEO, plus founder of the How We Get Through podcast and therapy app. I asked Jen to come on the show after being told to look into inner child work. And I get into this story in this episode. I was like, what the heck is that? And I wanted to find out from someone like Jen. I loved hearing her thoughts because she is a therapist and I wanted to get some practical tips on this topic. She shared this and so much more in this episode today. Some amazing insights on different topics, including the inner child work, but also nurturing ourselves through future self-work. We talked about trauma, healing through play, and looking at this with curiosity versus judgment. Jen has created How We Get Through, which is a community that creates spaces for women to have deep and healing conversations. She's been a therapist in private practice for the past seven years, helping women overcome disordered eating and all things motherhood. And now she's providing more spaces for people to heal through the HWGT community. She lives in Orange County with her husband, two kids and three chickens. Make sure to follow Jen on Instagram. She shares so many amazing insights there. You might even be able to see the chickens, which I get really excited about. She generously is offering a free month to all of my listeners with code simply Jess. This app is amazing. You guys, please check it out. And we talk about how terrific her platform is in the episode. There is a lot in there, and she makes it so it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's very bite-sized and easy to digest. There are a ton of topics on the app, and a few that she mentioned in our conversation was parenting. There's a lot of information on parenting and also social media anxiety, which I think you know a lot of us feel from time to time. So I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode and also check out Jen. This was such a great conversation and I know you'll get something out of it. Please let me know what you think. You can always tell me what you think about this episode or any other one by just leaving a review. Our latest review is titled Fantastic Podcast About Wellness. Jess is such a great host and has fantastic guests. This podcast provides insightful discussions and I've loved the practical tips that are always provided. I find it very engaging and love the questions Jess asks her guests. Thank you so much for leaving this review. And this episode is no exception to this review. This guest is amazing. I hope you love it. And here is Jen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learning to Glow podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today we have Jen with us. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to have you. Mm-hmm. I like to start all my episodes with if you could just give our audience an introduction of who you are, what you do, and then we will go from there.
1: Yes. Well, I'm an Aries rising. No. (laughs) Oh, nice. I love it. (laughs) No, my name is Jen. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in California. And recently this year, we or I launched a therapy app called How We Get Through, And that really kind of came from wanting more resources to give to people. So there are 30-minute courses from therapists all over, and they're on specific subjects. So like how we get through social media anxiety, how we get through making a big decision with our partner. And that's been like my main drive and focus this last year. And then we also launched a podcast as well, which has been so fun. So I'm like excited to be on the other side of this, like this is exciting.
0: <laughs> I know. You're the you're the interviewee and I I have listened to your podcast. It's wonderful. So I'll make sure yeah. that I link everything for our listeners today cuz they're going to want to learn more and we actually have a lot of moms who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. as well. So I know you've done a lot of I've seen a lot of things on your social media about parenting and mm-hmm. it's so helpful. I feel like we just crave that information as mothers. Yeah. Just knowing what to do and how to navigate. So I love that you offer that on your, mm-hmm. on your app. Thank That's you. That's really awesome. Yes. Yeah. You and I had been talking mm-hmm. and I – a little background on why this topic too because I recently went to a yoga retreat. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about inner child work. One of the, the breath work facilitators specifically came up to me and we were talking about it and she was like – I think you need to do some inner child work. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And I've never really, I've heard of it, but I was like, instantly I was like, I want to learn more about this. And so I I have a friend named grace and who is a friend of yours as well. (laughs) And the first thing I did was reach out to grace. I was like, I remember her talking about this and she was on my podcast and I was like, I need to find out more about this because I, it just was intrigued me. Mm. And so she recommended you and uh, that's how we connected. So tell us a little bit. That's a long winded way of saying.
1: I love (laughs) it. Yes. I'm
0: here for Uh, it. Yeah. I just was like, I want to learn more about this. So tell Mm -hmm. us what, what it is and. And then we can go from there because I have a lot of questions about it. But let's start with what is inner child work?
1: I love that. Yeah. And I would love to ask you questions. But again, if you feel comfortable, you don't have to answer it. But sometimes, and this is what I kind of do on my podcast, it feels like my own therapy and like the guests are like crying, you know, so we don't, we will feel that out. But really the basis of inner child work is attending to your childhood wounds right and so when like at the yoga retreat this inner child it might be something that she kind of sensed is like we can really be detached from it like oh we had a great childhood or our parents are great and yes all of those things are true or we had a lot of trauma right there's something that the way that we are reacting to our world now in the present day that is very attached to this inner child wound. So, it's basically something that we didn't get. Again, not because our parents are terrible, but there's just the there's just like a misattunement, right? And so this idea of doing inner child work is an opportunity to attune to yourself in the younger sense. So, for example, In my current relationship, in my marriage, what I am dealing with in my own inner child wounds, one of the many, (laughs) right, is my my fear of really speaking my needs, right? Like, can I tell you that I need more connection? Can I tell you that I want to have more touch in my relationship? And in my childhood, it was – just nobody was around. It was a little bit of a latchkey kid kind of thing. So not because my parents were terrible, right? But there was no attunement of like, hey, what do you need, kid? Your needs matter. They are important. And I want to hear them. And it makes me kind of teary even just thinking about that. And that might be your cue, right? If you can kind of like connect and it feels like, or maybe if it feels too much, you might be onto something. And so another big piece with therapy is like, Can you kind of position yourself in curiosity versus judgment? And that is the pathway to connecting to your inner child. Can I be curious about, especially with our kids, our reaction to our kids, is there something here that maybe I would have wanted to react that way and I would have want my parent to respond this way, or I couldn't have done that, right? Like there's something kind of being triggered within us. That is coming from an unmet need.
0: Mm, I love that. And that that really helps break it down. I feel like I could see how beneficial it would be to work with a therapist with this because it would take a lot of self awareness to be like, oh, this is come up for me. This must be because X, Y, and Z back mm-hmm. in the day. Like a lot. I don't think it would be easy for a lot of people to know where is this coming from. I think unless you've done that work.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, I've been a therapist for eight years. And the more that I do my own spirituality work, I think therapists are great guides. But also, you have the answers and the keys to unlock all of that. And so, sitting with a the therapist is amazing. And when you get stuck, but also when you can sit with yourself and be curious with yourself. And I think that's what therapy teaches you, right? You start to be. You start to think about like, oh, why am I reacting this way? Or I'm getting curious of why I'm like so quick to anger or I feel so sad or I just feel like I want to throw myself into work, right? A lot of women (laughs) do this, right? Everything is hard. So I'm just going to throw myself into work and be busy, busy, busy. And so we get on this track of like, there's not a lot of attunement to ourselves now. How are we doing now? And then it's like, how are we doing now? Then the roots back of like, well, how are we doing then? So it can feel a little like up here in the clouds, but it's. It, I want you to think about like your timeline, right? Like it's all connected. And if it's all connected, then if we heal something in this present moment, we can also heal something in this past moment.
0: It's powerful.
1: Mm,
0: very. So I think the next question would be, who is this f- work for? And you kind of said in the beginning, it could be something like a wound. I like mm-hmm. how you said the the wound because – really when i think of inner child work i think of more like trauma mm. but that is that's a spectrum right mm. i mean we could have something very severe happen to us that is a very clear trauma that we need to work on but then there's also these little things that can that can happen that are also very severe like in the way that they affect us so maybe you could talk about that a little bit more yeah i mean i love The
1: perspective you have because it does, it is a spectrum. Like trauma is so personal. What I think is a trauma for me in my life is going to be different from your experience in that. And so, again, it's kind of positioning yourself in this curiosity and really this holding pattern of what if I could validate these experiences I've had as a kid that maybe my outside world or my parents or caretakers didn't really say, like, oh, this is a big deal, right? Or stop crying, or you're going to be fine, right? Like, what did they miss there? And what do I need to kind of go back to and attend to that is impacting me right now? And so, I, nobody, everybody has wounds right? Like, so when you say, who's this work for? It's like, whoever is in this position to be curious about, Ooh, I think there's something here that I need to heal. Or this pattern keeps coming up for me. Or this reaction is like, I don't really love it. Like there's something else that maybe I need to kind of dig through or sort through. And this is hard work. This is hard work. You know, I don't know if I can (laughs) cuss on this, but (laughs) (laughs) I bleep myself. So it's but I also view it as like this invitation inward, right? This like growth opportunity, not that like there's something so messed up about you and you need to like do this work. You don't have to do any of this. You get to, if you want to.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And what, what a gift is that, you know, to give yourself that. And so, and, and one of the other things that, I want to talk about like how we do this too, yeah. right? But one of the other things that came up, the, the woman at, on the retreat, she had said something about play and she was like, you need to go and do the things that you did or you wanted to do at like eight or nine years old and like go, go play. Tears. Tears. yes, she you know she's like, what you know what brings you joy what what did what would you want to have done back then, like do that, bring that back into your life now, and it was funny because i just, mm-hmm. i I have a few hobbies that are very playful, and mm-hmm. so it was a good reminder of like, yeah, I should be doing I know we're not supposed to say should, I got in trouble for that yeah. the other day, but I get like to. yeah, I get to, to play tennis with my girlfriends yeah. or you know things like that, so. Mm-hmm that was something that she had said. And I know like, cause this can be deeper work, hard work, like you said, but also there's that other part of it that I heard and learned about where Mm. it's, it's fun too. So tell us, like, give us maybe a little bit of a framework of like, how do we approach this? Because Mm -hmm. it sounds amazing. And it sounds like something that, that was, is a get to for sure, but like how?
1: Mm,
0: Yeah. And the, how,
1: To me, and how the more that I learn about spirituality, mind, the world is this is a lifelong process. And so there's steps and there's framework, but I also just want to caution, like, there just could be some moment that you could heal right now, right? Or there could be an act of play that feels really freeing and fun for you right now. So sometimes I think we can get so worked up of like, I have so much shit to like (laughs) heal, right? Like I gotta, I gotta dig and I gotta do all these things and like, yeah, but like do it in from a regulated place, right? Like do it from a place that feels good for you or a pace that feels good for you. So obviously the first step is awareness and Again, I think if you look at your relationships, they might be the most obvious or even your relationship with work, right? When she's talking about that play, that playfulness, like where are you kind of throwing yourself into work where it it doesn't feel playful anymore? Are we escaping something? Are we trying to control something else, right? And just, just like journal or meditate or just think about like what is happening in your body? Do you get any like physical sensations? Do you have anxiety? Do you feel tingling in your body? Do you get headaches? Like these are all cues. They're all cues to pointing us to something, a feeling, a memory or a past wound, you know, or something to attend to maybe is a better line. So being really aware is the first step. And that first step might take a year. It might take two weeks. It might take a month, right? Like I just want to kind of take out time (laughs) for a second. Like this is your journey that you're entering into and play might be your access to your inner child. Mm. So play might be the thing that then kind of opens up, okay, what I'm playing here, but uh, what else was painful here? Because both existed play and pain, right? Mm. And then you kind of branch out from there. For me in my life, my relationships and my children, mainly my children, have been the mirrors for me to do my own work. Like I'm very ragey, like, or I, I'm working on it, but the quick to anger. And it's like, what is here, right? And my daughter specifically gets to express herself fully. And I never got that. And so that is my wound that gets mirrored for me every day. And so I want to shut her down constantly. I'm like, you don't get to do that, right? And so my work is, how do I get to tantrum like that too? How do I get to still be loved when I tantrum? When something is hard, how do I get to be seen in that? How does someone care for me in that? How do I care for myself? And how do I ask other people for that? And it's, lot, it's heavy. It's heavy work. But I also think the access to that can be, can I play with her? Like, can I play dolls with her, which is the bane of my existence? Like, all that pretend play. Ugh. But I have never <laughs> had anybody do that with me. That's why I always wanted to be older. If I was older, I fit in because the my family life was older, right? Like if I was childlike and had needs and to be playful, that doesn't go with the flow, right? For whatever reason. But it just it just wasn't in the cards for me. So part of my healing is like actual play with my daughter. Like the same thing, right? And I want to offer you to just like play could be like you going outside and just like sitting in the sun and like picking the grass. Like it doesn't have to be actual things with other people or, or younger things. It could be drawing. It could be cut like adult coloring books are all the rage right now, you know, like because it's playful, it like lets us kind of be creative and free. And so, yeah, I just, I think also kind of like a myth that we, have to make a lot of time for play or a lot of time for healing.
0: And it it happens in these like micro moments as well. That is such a good point because I can see, especially like if you have a personality like I have where you're like, okay, now let me look at my calendar. Mm. Let me schedule in five minutes of play. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's just that extra pressure to be like, okay, I need to I need to fix this or I need to do this and I have to figure out when and and how. And I think that's such a good perspective. We don't, it doesn't have to come from that place. And I think having kids, wow, like, isn't that such a good way to just go back? Obviously, I feel like after having kids, so many things came up. You know, it's like you're kind of flashing back to your childhood in a lot of ways in a lot of the times and that's so true like that play it doesn't have to be me doing whatever activity just like hanging out with my kids and Mm -hmm. playing basketball with my son Mm -hmm. and how that is super fun and it is so easy to do I I feel like it's so much easier to do with kids in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways because they're there they're Mm -hmm. they're living that that experience
1: yes they give you access and again mirror That this exists for you too. Yeah. But we get caught up of I have this to-do list. I can't actually play. I can't give myself permission to play, which is joy, which is fun, which is excitement. And so I think especially as women and mothers, like we're on this hamster wheel to produce, to do, to carry the household, the mental household, all the things that we can't position ourselves to enjoy anything to enjoy motherhood, to enjoy play. Right. And so basketball could be the entryway for you, but you also give, get to give yourself permission to do what you want to do as play. And they see that and they're like, Oh my gosh, mom's frolicking in the background or the backyard, like with her feet in the grass and a long skirt with listening to music. This is weird, you know, but like, (laughs) let that like be crazy, you know, like, be unbridled like just like kind of break loose because life is too short not to and i think we're just that's that's the wonderment of children like there are no boundaries to joy there are no boundaries to play it's like i feel like i want to play and do this i'm going to go do that right so they mirror yeah. that back for us
0: that's so great mm-hmm. i i love that i think it's it's so true too because i've been in situations where the kids will be like, oh, you know, can you do the X, Y, and Z with me? And like you said, well, I've got dinner that I got to get on. You know, mm-hmm. there's like so many things that we think of that it's, and in real, and we're busy. Like yes. there's just so much on our plate. And I, I definitely feel like you said, it doesn't have to be this big drawn out thing. It could happen in a moment, mm-hmm. which I feel like that, I love that because that really helps us to not make it feel like a burden. Like sometimes it it, it does feel like that. And I think it's harder. I think it was harder when my kids were little. I feel like that was tough for me. Like the play, like that you were saying, Mm -hmm. like that pretend play. There were times where I was like, this isn't for me yeah I'm really bad at this yeah I'm really bad at this and like how and long it. is this gonna take and like this is this day is like a year it, yeah mm-hmm. yes yes exactly When I first started my wellness journey, I had already been in the skincare industry for years, working on client skin and as an educator for multiple skincare brands. When I learned about how the toxins in our personal care and beauty products could have a negative impact on our health, I knew I needed to make a change. I was used to the result-driven products that I was working with, and I was not happy with the natural products on the market at that time. Although they were safer and cleaner, they did not meet my expectations for results. I created Simply Just Skincare to deliver the results my clients demanded from their products while using natural, toxin-free ingredients. You can check out my clients' results and reviews on my website, simplyjustskincare.com. In 30 days, my clients have reported more hydrated skin, less appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, and more of an overall glow. Our top sellers include our repair toner, our hydrating undue serum with hyaluronic acid, and more. I am offering my listeners 20% off their first order with code podcast. Check it out in the link in my show notes to get glowing today. you know,
1: I mean, I, I say all these things, but you know, yesterday my daughter asked me to do 10 things and I was like, Oh, I don't think so. You know, (laughs) like, so this, this isn't a perfection thing. It's just, I think that reminder that we get to have access to ourselves and our kids are just pointing us in a certain direction in a lot of different ways, you know? So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's not a. It's not an everyday occurrence, but it's, again, that invitation inward of like, oh, what am I resisting here for me? Like, do I want to or do I want to have fun here? Do I want to have some joy or do I want to get this work done and then do that? Like, whatever choice is whatever choice. How do we care for ourselves in that moment and be kind to ourselves in that moment? Because we're not That's, always going to want to do that,
0: you know? Right, right. And you had mentioned earlier – Maybe it's journaling, sometimes like some meditation or <clears throat> sitting quietly to kind of have maybe get more of that self awareness of what your needs are and things mm-hmm. like that. But you and I had talked about also coming from a place of like, do I need to sort of nurture my inner child mm. or do I need nurturing right now? Mm, As yes. this version of myself. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes.
1: I love this. And this is something that I've like in the last few months, as I was doing my own spiritual work, kind of like, like came to me. So, so the inner child work, yes, is this in me as a present, like I get to reparent this younger self and I have a lot of empowerment in that. And I think there's also a time, I think as mothers and women where I need nurturing from an older self currently like I need like self-care, self-love, self-nurturing. So, I kind of kind of flipped it and imagined a future self. Like um for me, I am 30, I will be 39, so like a 60-year-old version of me feels good. Some some of my clients are older, they're like 60 is like ugh. <laughs> And you might be older or younger, whatever, right? But I I kind of like Created this exercise or this like visualization and you can again journal on this you can just like sit with yourself on it But I imagined her like entering into the room wherever I was I I couldn't I don't really like see her face or what she is It's just kind of like her presence, but you can do whatever you want with this right And I imagine her like slowly approaching me And i'm like sitting on my bed. It's my bedroom and she's like putting she just puts her hand on me And I just start sobbing Right. And she then envelops me and hugs me and she says, it's okay. Like it's okay to cry. I'm getting teary right now thinking about it. Like just this, like collapsing into like a mother's arm, the perfect mother, the ideal mother that I only know what I need, you know, like that power of attunement. Like I I know what I need in this moment. And so that visualization for me has been really helpful of like I am actually tapped out of nurturing my younger self or other people, my children. I need nurturing for me right now. And this is like self-care, but in the actual like emotional, spiritual realm instead of this capitalist like spa day, right? But it's like this nurturing, this self-care, this self-nurturing, that has been the access for me to be like, oh, you get to like fall apart you get to be so sad right now and you get to be held in knowing that someone else is just saying this is okay. You're going to be okay. And you can cry and you can like show up the way you need to show up. (sighs) It's intense.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so, so what does that look like for you Mm. when you are doing that? So like, like, More practically for for people who are like, okay, what does that look like? Great
1: question. So sometimes when we want to do like inner child work or again, like seeing a future self, we might need to be a little bit more regulated to have the space to go there, right? Because sometimes when we're so dysregulated, we're like, okay, now I have to do my inner child work because this is coming up for me and blah, 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 blah. Like it's just not the right time. And so like let's breathe, let's ground, and let's get kind of settled a little bit to then have the space to be like, okay, what am I needing right now? So I think practically is almost like giving your, old, your future self like an archetype a little bit. Like you can like – She's wearing this, and she has these clothes on, and her voice is really soft, her hands are, are are wrinkly with freckles. like really, it depends on if you're visual or not. And you can even journal about this. You can just sit and meditate. But like, I want you to like think about her mannerisms, her eyes, her clothing, her approach, like, and you get to have the most idealistic self, an idealistic mother. And sometimes this can be hard when you didn't have an idealistic mother, like if that feels a little bit too triggering. And so kind of see if you can just like set her off to the side. Like, that's okay. I will deal with you later. Like you can be there. I'm acknowledging you're there. And also this mothering for me gets to exist. I get to give myself permission that she gets to come in. And I get to kind of feel her presence and maybe she runs in and, and, and scoops you up. Right. Maybe it's not this slow approach maybe, and maybe it's different at different times. Like it, the thing is, is like, it has to be unique to you. So this example might not super fit with you. Right. But I think it's, again, this permission, practically what this looks like is maybe sitting down and journaling, like, how would I nurture myself in this moment if she came in the door? If she came running in right now, what would she say to me? Would she say nothing at all? Would she would she say, you take a rest, I'm going to go watch the kids? Like even if that practically doesn't happen, you are acknowledging that you need rest and maybe how, can you go ask for it from somebody else, right? And so it's, again, like just attending to our needs in the present moment that we can do from this future perspective, just like we do, we tend to our, our wounds in this present moment from our inner child. So it's like this holistic timeline piece that I, I think if you're just starting off, inner child feels like the good place to start, although it might be more difficult. And then you can kind of like bookend it with a future self. But this is very new for me. This is how I did it was inner, inner child and older. So again, like I don't know what that would be like for you or other people, but it's like get curious with
0: that. I love this. So say something came up in your in your life right now, something that is really upsetting you or something's gone wrong with a friend or a, a family member or something like that. I could see this being really effective when that comes up and you're like in the moment and you're stressed and you're having a bad day and you're really upset. And like actually having something to work on with that visualization or the journaling, I can see this being a really great tool for something that has come up in this present moment. And the, the inner child work is more of like, this is what I went through or this thing happened Mm -hmm. to me. And I can see them being really great tools for different purposes.
1: Yes. Yes. They, they, they hit on different things yet. There's a, a string that ties them all, Mm -hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, that doesn't have to be overwhelming i think that's more empowering that when you do inner child work you're doing future work present work when you're doing future work you're doing pres- present and past right like so just just start somewhere wherever you want and again i think these are just inv invitations to things and wherever you're at in your journey that might the future self might really resonate or it might not because i think for you too this inner child you're like hungry for it. you're like what is this i want to know more so future self maybe feels like i don't know that doesn't like i can't really solidify that yet and so you get to choose what feels good for you and yeah. but there's these options that you have
0: it's really great too because i think what you were talking about with like the future self <laughs> Is it gives you practice to get more in line with what do I need
1: mm-hmm. now?
0: And you know, you mentioned self care, and sometimes, and for me, that's never a pedicure. That's it, it, it never takes is forever. <laughs> yes. I It's a chore. That's it's a, a chore. chore. Yeah. That's a chore for mm-hmm. me. But true self care, what do I need? I need to have some couch time. That's what yeah. I call sitting down and relaxing because I don't do that very often. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I feel like is such a good tool for what do I need and asking for it or making it happen. I think that's a great way to sort of get in tune with yourself and what can help you in that moment.
1: Yes. Yes. And again, like if the thoughts aren't coming, it's journaling, free journaling for two minutes. Like do not make this difficult. Do not like, or it's like finding a scrap piece of paper. Like I can't, I don't know why I'm so upset, blah, 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 blah. Like just let it roll. And I think even like, I want to add couch time to outside time for you. Like, and I know you do this in the morning or try to do this in the morning, but like nature is so rebalancing and it's, it's a little blue, but, but like, I I think sometimes as moms, I do this a lot. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just going to scroll TikTok for days, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm unplugging from my life. I'm not plugging into me. And so I'm not actually replenishing myself. I am dysregulating myself more and more and more. And so like, it is that can you give yourself permission to replenish, and what does that actually mean for you? And can you be on the journey to discover that? That it might take time, that there might be barriers, but it might also be really easy. Like having this open perspective that I'm being intentional about taking care of myself, which might be painful and also really freeing. Mm.
0: Yes. I. What about doing TikTok outside? No. Just, okay. <laughs> You're like, I can't quit it. Yeah, just kidding. I mean,
1: okay. So like outside, you can have your phone, but like turn it over and like look at the clouds for like two minutes. Set a timer. Do you know what I mean? Like set a timer. But I think we we reprioritize our to-do list that that's so not important. It's not going to get us anywhere. It's not moving the needle. And Mm. so we have to really flip that because we've missed it we've missed it. We've prioritized productivity as a way of getting ahead, but we are like slowly, slowly like drowning ourselves and our nervous systems and putting it to the wayside. And so then we wake up and like, why do I feel anxious? Or why is this not working? Or I'm going to dive into here and try to control this. Right? So it's, it's, it's tough because our, our, the way our, our world is shaped, it's not meant for us to slow down and to go outside and not be on our phone. And it's hard. And again, I'm I'm saying that because I have. It's hard for me. It's isn't easy for me. I'm not doing this fucking every day, right? But it's the intention that I'm like. I feel like crap. I need to go outside.
0: Yeah, I mean, this has been kind of a theme on my podcast recently, and it's not just from like people who are coaches or mm-hmm. or whatever they may be. I, they're medical people <laughs> that have been on my podcast. It's not like like you had much said earlier, like, it's not woo woo. Yeah, it's science. It's, it's science. And so and I think that's why I've uh, ma- started making it such a priority in my life. Because, you know, from my nutritionist, my functional nutritionist mm-hmm. to the occupational therapist that I had on who is just like really great with the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so helpful. And, Even the, I had a medium on my show who talked about, yes, she was amazing. Um, Taking five minutes in the middle of the day and just not doing anything. Yes. And you're like, you know, five minutes is not a long time, Mm -hmm. but it it seems like it. Yeah. When you're doing nothing, it does seem like it. But in the middle of the day to just go sit outside for five minutes is something that it has such great benefit for us in so many different ways. So it is, it is something that like, yes, it, it's, I think it's that important for us Mm -hmm. and it's such a good tool and there's just endless reasons why.
1: Yeah. And I would add to that, like, ask yourself, what are the barriers for me in doing that? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we don't want it to be another to do thing. Yeah. That's going to stress us out. We want it to be this like checking in with ourselves and like I'm craving like I just got to like let me just go outside and see what it looks like or feels like, right? And it's not going to fix everything right away, Mm -hmm. right? But it's starting to kind of chip away. But I think the barriers that we say is like, again, it's not going to move the needle. It's not actually that beneficial, right? Because all these other things, all these external things we have prioritized and value more. And so the the cost is our nervous system. The cost is our inner child. The cost is our own mental health. And so mm. ask yourself, what are the barriers? And maybe start from there. And I would challenge your listeners today of just doing it. Just for five minutes, look at the clouds, even if it's rainy. I mean, we're both in Orange County, California. <laughs> it's sunny all the time,
0: but. Pretty much, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I so, you know, and thank you for that. That's, it's so true. It's such a good point. And, you know, as as far as like tools go and different things that we can do, I want to hear more about what you offer and your app, because I feel like that is such a good place to start for Mm -hmm. having these tools.
1: Yeah, I think so. The app, we usually have a seven day free trial, but we have Mm -hmm. a discount code simply Jess for your listeners to get a month off for free. Amazing. Um, And we release new courses every other week. So they are like 30 minutes-ish, and they're broken down into three different parts. And you can watch it, you can listen to it, or you can read it because ain't nobody got time to do an eight-module course to sit down and do all the things. So it's kind of like a podcast. like It can be a podcast, um, and it also has workbook questions. And all the therapists that we create the courses with... We talk about like, it feels like a therapy session. So they'll ask like, pause a video or write down right now, where does this show up in your life and give you like real concrete examples. So it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> That's Truly. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it was kind of this bridge between people in therapy or couldn't afford therapy and also for the therapist to feel like they're making big impact on a big scale and they're very specific, so you're gonna feel seen and heard and held in that personal problem. And then we have like a journal section in there. There's a directory if you're like, you took a course and you're like, "I really like this therapist." You can go reach out to them and And then we have the podcast. So the podcast is kind of expanding, but the therapists are, People that are on the app also come on the podcast and we talk about, again, it's like my own therapy, but like <laughs> we talk about the subject a little bit deeper and and it's really beautiful. So that's also like a great place to start if you want. This is
0: so incredible. Yeah. Please, everyone listening, take advantage <clears throat> of this amazing offer. I, I know there's – I've seen the ones on parenting. I am definitely going to be taking – Advantage of this offer. This is yeah. so gracious of you. Thank you. And I think it's just so it's so nice. Especially, there's been times in my life where I've had different things come up. You know, especially with kids, right? Like mm-hmm. my issues when my son was two is very different than now. I have a teenager. Yes. So that that looks different. My struggles are different. The things that are challenging him and or me are different. Yep. So it's so nice to have it where it's more targeted to yes. specific things.
1: Right. And that's what I wanted. I wanted one place where you can find anything in your stage of life and there's parenting stuff, but there's also other things that kind yes. of expand out of that. But I think parenting is the first thing that like we're Googling, like, why is my teenager not talking to me? You know, like, are they depressed? Like, what are we doing? So yeah.
0: Yeah, this is so great. And everybody go follow Jen too on Instagram because you show some of these really great ways that you can use the app. Mm -hmm. And that it kind of ties in a lot of what you've talked about today of how we can kind of take these ideas and use them and and benefit from them because we've all been through something. We're all going through something. Mm -hmm. There's so much right now. And I've seen, this mm-hmm. is a topic that you've shared, but like what we're seeing on online and how I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person and yeah. I, I fe- I deeply feel I'm very sensitive. I've always been like that. I mean, I, I you've mentioned crying a couple of times. Yeah. I'm like that too. I can cry mm-hmm. on the drop of a hat. Like my kids look at me and they're like, are you okay? It's just, that's just how I've always been. Yep. And so times that are tough, yeah. In the world which I mean most of the times mm-hmm. are it's just deeply affects me and like how do you cope with that? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you deal with that yes. and not let it overwhelm who you are in like your day to day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that that gift to be empathetic like needs to be protected and nurtured in that way. And so we we actually have a course social media anxiety and Jenny mm. Hughes is on the podcast to but she talks all about that, like the ner- regulating the nervous system, right? Like we have to regulate, we have to notice these cues, like this feels too overwhelming. I need to like get my body in here and I need to regulate my body in order to then figure out what action I want to take. Mm. And even the action in my small space in my community or with myself or with my kids, like- I think that's what's hard of seeing world things is like mm-hmm. we can't impact the world, but we can in our small communities or with ourselves or even you just healing yourself,
0: you mm-hmm. know, like
1: is an act of rebellion in some way. So
0: yeah. That's amazing. Well, you are incredible. I'm Thank so, you. so grateful that you were able to come and share with us. So fun. I will I will definitely link all of this in the show notes. Everyone go follow Jen and, and definitely check out your app. It's sounds amazing. I'm going to be doing it. I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, please. (laughs) Send me all the feedback, guys. (laughs) I will. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and review so we can reach more people who want to learn to glow alongside us. See you next time.